Hi, everyone. Hi. Hey. And uh, welcome to a special episode of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast in which I, Gary Rowland, discuss the Silver Age comic book Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter. Ella Plum Rowland. And this week, we have a special guest. I'm not a teenager. Nope. <laughs> She is, he is not a teenager. She is not a teenager. She is a teenager. I am a teenager. She just went to the winter. In case Wintel, you haven't noticed. She went to her Wintel, winter formal last yes, night. Yes, I went to the winter formal. <laughs> Once again, child ever gets an opportunity to correct their parents, they take it. It doesn't happen a lot. So yeah, uh, my name is Eric Esquivel. Yes, this is Eric Esquivel, and um, he has his own podcast, which we were actually guests on. Yeah, yeah, which you guys are great on. You nailed it. And it was called the Super Friends Podcast? Yeah, yeah, on the Meltdown Network. On the Meltdown Network. Which and it, we just interview people and about their favorite Superman story of all time. Right, and he, he interviewed Ella Plum and I about our favorite, uh, you know, our favorite Superman stories, which are the Jimmy Olsen stories. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's great. I think you guys think the Superman's just like a Jimmy Olsen character. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he's now a foil. Yeah. To just, he he's is just, the Jimmy Olsen character. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's Jimmy Olsen's great gazoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty excellent. Good perspective. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we go through the comic book from uh back to from end to end. We start with the um we start with the cover, we go all the way to the last ad and we go through all the ads we go through the commercials and we just talk about them and you use like, the whole buffalo exactly I respect that about you guys. exactly and we um we go through and we talk about it and uh you know talk about it like where it came from and what it's like to read them now which is you know interesting exactly to say the least yeah jimmy olsen is everybody's favorite problematic fave yes it's true <laughs> like yeah like they keep and they keep remaking him, but they never they never get him right again. Like he never has the wacky adventures. Like the guy who's on Supergirl now who plays um Jimmy Olsen. He's like, very smooth. Yeah. Has not drank mystery space liquid. Exactly. <laughs> he does not drink mystery space liquid out of you know, for he doesn't submit himself yeah. to uh to 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 experiments. As, I like um, that, that Jimmy is sort of like this tall, hunky guy who's like yes. more handsome than Clark Kent. Because that makes sense to me as a dynamic in the office. Right. But it's this true. Jimmy Olsen is not that guy. This guy on the cover here. This Jimmy Olsen is a five-year-old masquerading as an adult. <laughs> in Actually, in later issues, mm -hmm. he does get a little smooth. Yeah. Like he does. Ladies man Olsen. Yeah. He does become a little bit of a ladies man. I like it. Um, but um, so we will start. Are you, are you ready, Eric? I've been born ready, and then for a while I wasn't ready, but now I'm ready again. Excellent. <laughs> Let's do this. Excellent. So um, in addition to hosting a podcast, yeah. um, you are also a comic book writer? I am, yeah. Yeah, I've written Superman before, in fact. Last year I wrote the Superman Christmas um, uh, special where he taught Kryptonian to his young son, and they wore Santa hats, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, and I've written for Lego Batman for Scholastic, and I have an upcoming thing that I can't talk about that stars a really fast superhero who's the flat, who's uh, Superman's friend, <laughs> and that's going to be really cool. <laughs> And they occasionally so, compete on things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he doesn't show up on a certain kind of photography. But okay, so um, so I love DC Comics. Excellent. So yeah, he is. Uh, he he's definitely well suited to be here to discuss. Thank you. Um, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. And I'm also today. a bumbling five year old, like I said. <laughs> so I fit that category as well. Okay, so we will start as we always start with the um with the cover. That's and so good. The cover is this is. This is one of my favorite kinds of storylines. Really, lines. really. Um, just... So it says, free ice cream coupon worth 10 cents. And then, <laughs> that's the selling point of the issue. That's right how we start. Front. Oh, my God. There, 
That's why you would buy it. Um, I don't, of course. Um, you know, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that coupon later on. Actually, we do. Wait, so would an entire ice cream be worth 10 cents? Yeah, because the, the issue itself was 10 cents. If you bought it, you get a free ice cream. Right. Oh. It's just right. You save money. It's and amazing. this is um, the October issue, number 24. And the cover image is probably still 1957, which is the best thing ever. Uh, Yes. Yeah, it is still 1957. So this is um, October 1957, although Mm -hmm. it was probably released in like July Hmm. or August. Did a whole thing on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I I ran into some stuff and it was a quest for a while and then somebody sent me a great link. Hmm. So, um, okay. So in the actual cover art, which I believe was drawn by, I think Kurt Kurt Swan was doing it at this time. He did the interiors for sure. Yeah, he did the covers as well. Okay, good. So in the, we're inside a gorilla cage. Uh, we know that it's a gorilla cage because it, there's a gorilla in There's it. a gorilla. <laughs> and outside of the gorilla cage, we see Superman, who is looking at Jimmy Olsen, who is hanging from a tree, eating a banana, saying, eek, eek. Like a five-year-old <laughs> doing an impression of a gorilla. <laughs> and inside, we see the gorilla, and the gorilla is at a typewriter. And is talking. And is talking. And he says, Superman, help me. I'm Jimmy Olsen, trapped in a gorilla's body. And that's Jimmy's body with the mind of a gorilla. We're both victims of a weird experiment. No I like duh. That you specified that it was weird. Because yeah. if you said there was just an experiment, you'd be like, what kind talking gorilla with a young boy's <laughs> mind inside of him? So weird really nails it. Yeah, I'm not it's... sure there are any non-weird experiments in this comic yeah. book. Not in this yeah. comic not book. Not in this no, comic no. book. But we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. So we also know that it is Jimmy Olsen because not only does he say it's Jimmy Olsen, but the thing he is typing is... Says by Jimmy Olsen, and says, there's a nameplate on his desk right. that says J. J. Olsen. <laughs> uh, this is something that we've definitely noticed um, in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, Eric, is that they do amazing stuff with signs. <laughs> <laughs> it's to really hammer home. It's a visual medium. Right. Guys. It's you They do, do totally that. like, I don't know, you know, just in case. They're just, just in case. This is what this is. <laughs> like there was one where like Jimmy's standing on a street corner and he's like, I'm deaf and blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Even calling it Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So I don't think that it's some other Jimmy Olsen. Right. It's pretty funny. Okay, so on the inside cover, we then have our first ad. The art scholarships are back. Yay. Yes. We have returned to the art scholarship where it says, draw me. And there's a picture of a lovely young lady with a an updo. And it says, you may win $375 scholarship in professional art. And this is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure every once in a while, anybody who's gotten back issues mm-hmm. still sees this. Or like, it also shows up in like a boy's life mm-hmm. or anything. And uh, as I understand it, wait, they used to talk. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can make $150 a week. What? And money. Or $50,000 a year as a graphic artist. So, you know, they... From a comic book. Right, from a comic book. Well, you know, there's, there was that whole... They did promise us tiny dogs, and there were no tiny dogs. That's oh. true. <laughs> or, um, yeah, there was that whole drawing comics the Marvel way, which was actually an audition. That's pretty good. And they hired a couple of people from that. I miss when comics had terrible ads in them, because now it's like Honda pays for, like, Wonder Woman ads, and there's, like, Snickers with Doomsday in it. But back when, like, nobody cared about comics, exactly. and you just get some schmuck and be like, it's my birthday, here's an ad in a comic. Yeah. Like, those yeah, are yeah. great. Well, it's starting, and actually, you can start to see in the development of this, like, before all the ads were just single page, mm-hmm. 
but you can tell that it's starting to grow, either grow in p- popularity or the sales division was getting better. Mm. They were selling, they're now selling half page ads. Ooh. So uh, it'll be going through this. And now it brings us to our, our first story. <laughs> do, you, do you want to read it? Elf? Do it. Elf. Oh, wait, wait, do wait, it. wait. Would you like to read it? Oh my it? God. It's like cutting the turkey. This is exciting. <laughs> All right. So the first page. Here. Okay. So coming up now. Yeah, it's the title page of Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Coming up to the microphone. The Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's going to introduce you for like five minutes on it. Do it, do it. Okay, so coming up to the microphone now uh, is our guest, special guest, uh, host of the Super Friends podcast. Yeah. Superman fan, writer, bon vivant. <laughs> is that a cuss? No. Okay, No, good, it's good. not a cuss. Right, it's not you. a cuss. And a family podcast. General gadfly about town. I like that. Collaborator, mm-hmm. a writer of Superman. I think you might have already said that, but okay. No, I said writer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> writer of other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tattoo, tattoo bearer. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, gauge wearer. <laughs> Haircut neater. Eric M. Eskimo. Oh my gosh, I'm glowing with power from that intro. <laughs> this is so exciting. I'm going to forward that to my mom so she knows that I'm popular. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm gonna, uh, there's a single tear going down my cheek. You guys can't see it at home because it's a podcast, but it's a big day for me, everybody. It's a big day for me. All right. So in this first page here, Jimmy Olsen is smacking Clark in the face with a mallet. Oh, I'm sorry. We usually do. <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way real This fast. piece. I'm going to read And then we it. go to this piece. I just, I want to let everyone feel the shock that I felt turning right. the page. Yes, but Jimmy Olsen I'm is sorry. hitting Superman yeah. in the face with a mallet. So, it says, so... not the first time. That's pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> they have a weird friendship. This... I really do. So come one, come all. Visit the most amazing exhibit in the world featuring the Man of Steel. Your guide will be none other than the impetuous Jimmy Olsen, Superman's young pal. Doesn't he have a job? Why would? Uh, but don't say we didn't warn you. Uh, for a thousand thrills await you when you tour the Superman Hall of Trophies. Right. So then we have our first intro panel, which I think only kind of has something to do with the story. Like most of them. Yeah, like most of them. It says, uh, so there's a statue of Superman. He is sitting on a throne with a crown. And uh, Jimmy is, of course, hitting him in the face with a mallet. And he says, folks, I know this statue of Superman looks lifelike, but these blows from my hammer prove that it's really made of stone. But even if you did hit (laughs) Superman in the face with a mallet, he probably wouldn't budge or move or flinch or anything. His feelings would get hurt, though. He might. His feelings might get hurt. His lip might quiver. His his feelings get hurt a lot in these comics. That's all that he can get hurt, so you have to exploit that. But uh, so also (laughs) sitting in the chair, we see there are thought bubbles, and he says, Mm -hmm. "Jimmy doesn't know that I'm really Superman. See, but because of the jewel in this (laughs) crown is kryptonite, I'm powerless to move a muscle." Um. The the kryptonite's red. Yeah. In this case, yeah. Okay. Um, maybe it's maybe it could be painted, but um, it is just they just say that it's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. This is before multicolored kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. No. No, I don't think so. It's before but... this author read about right multicolored kryptonite. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so we find out that there is this place called it's almost like Superman Land. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to call it Superman Land. Or like Planet Hollywood for Superman. Right. Yeah. Now this is also, yeah, like Disneyland just opened. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland just opened in 1955. So this is sort of- Superman Hall of Trophies. Yes, that's what it is. It says, uh, grand opening of the Superman Hall of Trophies, and then a giant statue of Superman, and then some random person in the crowd going, it's supposed to be the most amazing exhibit in the world. And then- um, 
f- doing the tour is uh, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Did he quit his job as a like, boy reporter? No. They might have given him the day off. Oh, sure. Or, you know, it's always the, I'm doing a story. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's that's awesome. how he's able I to sort of- I think that's his excuse for literally everything. Like, exactly. I want to go ice, I want to go buy ice cream. Hey, Chief, can I can I take a story on ice cream? Don't call me Chief. I like an all-star that catch him cross-dressing, and he's like, it's for a story. And like, I didn't assign you that story. And he's like, it's for a story, and leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I'm working on. I can't reveal my sources. <laughs> okay, so here we have, uh, and so there are different exhibits. You can, uh, you can there's a robot that, uh, that can bend steel girders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can ride on a flying Superman. I'd want to do that, frankly. That and sounds fun. You can uh, you can get lifted up in a in by the, another Superman by another giant Superman, a giant horrifying legless Superman, to yeah. which yep. all the people are saying breathtaking. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure they're not all saying the exact same thing at the exact same time. Look what it says here. Here is a balloon. <laughs> it has two ends to it. Both are going to both sides. Insane in reality, and it's saying breathtaking. Not it, not. I'm being lifted up by a giant robot. It is a weird coincidence that like 13 people would have the same thought. Exactly. Well, I guess they would, you know. So Superman shows up and he decides that he's going to play a prank on Joe, on uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, which is something that he does from time to time. He does do these pranks. And uh, so he, uh, so there's this throne. With the Superman statue. And uh, Superman has decided, I'm going to destroy this statue. He's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll make one for him later. And throws it away and decides to sit. And he's like, I'll then make my appearance and everyone will be like, woo. So he um he sits down and then uh, Jimmy. Walks up to it, takes a crown off of the table, left of the bo- out of a box and puts it on Superman's head. Now the- uh, As the, part of the exhibit, I guess? Yes, as yeah. part of the exhibit. So Does Superman own this place? Is he just trying to like get money out of tourists and sell it, t-shirts? Is it like Dolly Parton and Dollywood where like it's <laughs> named after them, but like they don't take Technically speaking, own it. Yeah, we, what's um, going on? I don't think we get into the actual ownership. Yeah, it's never addressed. It, it should so, be for orphans, obviously. Right. But or obviously. you know, of course, Lex Luthor could be behind the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, he gets this uh, this crown, which is from the Kingdom of Domania. <laughs> Just like amazing name. Yep. It is the unobtainium of kingdoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but what they, unbeknownst to them, the crown has a, a stone in it, and the stone is made of kryptonite. So what, what happens is uh, Superman is now, uh, he's weak, and he is now stuck in the chair. He can't get out. But why would they have that? At, like, why is there just a crown in a lead box with kryptonite stones in it at Superman land? What's going on? There is so many things. <laughs> Are just... so many holes in logic in this day. <laughs> no, literally, like, a couple of times, Dad has said, like, okay, this is the podcast where Ella Plum raises her hand and says, I have a question, and then points out a really stupid plot hole. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to start there? <laughs> <laughs> I guess because it's not green, they don't know that it's kryptonite. Right? I guess, yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, yeah, because it doesn't seem like it's green and it's red, but I don't think it's red kryptonite because, yeah. of course, nothing weird happens to him. And he saved these people and they mailed him a present with a kryptonite rock in it. Exactly. That's kind of a, a jerk move. I don't think that they know, and I don't know where this domania is, but, you know, and so they give this... As Superman is sitting in his throne, mm-hmm. he witnesses two guys who have guns on them. 
and they're like, he's going to rob this place. Do they have no security? No. <laughs> well, no. it's the Superman Museum. And also, this is the 1950s. Okay, that's In fair. the 1950s, they just let anybody in. They like, didn't basically... have metal detectors at the entrance to every theme park on the planet. Exactly. There's and no word for crime yet. The thing that you, the thing that would get you thrown out of Disneyland was long hair. Oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, <laughs> it's true. I'm serious. <laughs> they wouldn't let hippies in. Uh, so, oh man, hippies love Disney. That's so sad. They certainly do now. Uh, so uh, Superman is just sitting there. He's like, I, I, I'm seeing all this stuff, but there's nothing I can do. So, uh, so unbeknownst to them, uh, so he goes. He has a demonstration of Superman's X-ray vision. Jimmy Olsen continues on his, uh, not knowing that there are two armed dudes in the crowd. So they 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 watch him. Uh, he has a, uh, they, basically there are like different robots that demonstrate different superpowers that Superman has because yeah. they couldn't make a single robot that did all the things It'd that be Superman too does. Dangerous. It would be too dangerous. Exactly. So first of all, they have uh, they have they have his X-ray vision, which melts metal, because as we all know, X-ray visions <laughs> melt stuff. Melts <laughs> melt stuff. And that's why every time I go mm. to get an X-ray. I come away with a third degree burn. Just a cannon hole, ball <laughs> holes inside you. Um, and These then people are all white too. Oh. I just want to point that out that we, every single person um, who likes Superman is a white this person. This has been a <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. It's so many it's a times. whole museum of just it's yeah. it's, it's not at okay. issue twenty. At issue twenty, we did, I did a, a sort of inventory at issue twenty and was like, okay, we've seen no African Americans, yeah. and the only time we've seen the only the only people we've seen is Native Americans and. Those were horribly racist. Yeah. <laughs> so they were horribly racist depictions of Native Americans. So uh, they also show he can douse a flame. Uh, they they have some kind of welding gun mm-hmm. that he blows out of flame. And then he has this super grip that can crush stone into bits. And then uh, they have this thing. A as- magic glowing orb. <laughs> and it can then, and then also Superman can crush, this is something they always go to, is that he can crush coal and turn it into diamonds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then as they were there, that's when the crooks strike. Oh, for the diamonds. Right. The guys, that's pretty good writing. I like that. I take it back. The crown thing's fine now. This is good. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> so uh, Superman, he's there. He's helpless, but um, he then figures out uh, he can he can write a message so he basically he can use his X-ray vision, which of course, as we all know, can start fires. Mm-hmm. And um, but he can't like move or talk or anything else. So he does he does this replica of Superman's uniform. He burns an SOS. I have a question. <laughs> yes. What, what? Why is it that he's so weak that he can't move, but he still has superpowers? And why didn't he just melt the guns too? Right? Just like so many questions. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, all these are just like first draft scripts. It seems yep. like it seems like yeah, like they it, had like fifteen minutes to write this thing yeah. and just get it over with. They feel like they're written at gunpoint. Like, um, yes, like the stress. The SOS is a code for us as the reader to call DC Comics <laughs> and ask for their release because it's it's Otto Bender writes these, mm-hmm. and um, he was one of the major. He's one of the major writers at DC at the time, mm-hmm. so you know he was writing everything. Yeah, so, so Jimmy Olsen, he's like, I don't this care. was like a... this was the last thing he did before he went home. Exactly, <laughs> and just wanted it done. He's like, it's two fifty eight. I want to get home by three. Let's do this. So he, um, so he gets the SOS, and so he's like, okay, so 
three statues. So, oh, that's right. So Jimmy gets the notion, basically use the statues around him as weapons against these criminals. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's cool. Yeah. Because Jimmy, as you know. These robots are so unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> But they're they're pi- pioneered. Or they're piloted by Jimmy Olsen, who's right. the ultimate in safety right. and, and forethought and logic. It's so. not like taking a four year old. Look, mommy, I'm shaking Superman's hand. Yeah, crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they kick. So one of them he kicks the uh, the gun right into the super fist, which cr- crushes it. And then uh, he uses the super breath. I guess he then figures out. Uh, he then he uses oh, right, right, right. So he uses the super breath to blow the crown off of Superman. Mm-hmm. And then Superman springs into action and decides to be Superman. Mm-hmm. And so he then is just standing there, and one of the guys runs into him. <laughs> and then a second is so Elaplum style. I have a question. <laughs> Why didn't he just use his human hands to remove the crown from Superman the minute he thought that? He has to use the super breath robot in order to knock it off. I guess he had to be inconspicuous. I don't know. By by pointing a giant robot man. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got you. This is his idea of inconspicuous and all of his forms of logic are incredibly warped. Jimmy Olsen's like the family drunk and you guys are the enablers that are explaining his behavior. Right. Like, no, it's okay. You don't know him like I do. He's being inconspicuous. Well, he needed to act quickly. Yeah, okay. He didn't have time to run back Man, and get the... You guys. He didn't have time to run back. He had to act quickly. It was easier <laughs> to, for him to, to blow it off his head than it was to run over there and remove it. All right, all right. Um, I'll concede to this. Now, also remember, this is a time when uh, kryptonite was not toxic to humans. Okay, it was gotcha. only toxic to Kryptonians, mm-hmm. which I I wish we'd go back to. I okay, okay, because I feel like it's it's kind of a leveling. It then's a little more of a leveling agent mm-hmm. and would make his story more interesting. Anyway, so uh, he then grabs up one of the guys, and Jimmy Olsen goes, "Observe a demonstration of Superman's airplane spin." Uh, to uh, subdue air, criminals, you uh, know how we all see him. Um, yeah, ha- yeah, you know, use his airplane spin. It's if we know one thing about Superman, if it's that he that's uses a helicopter spin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's helicopter propellers. So, so he just spins a guy. So, um, so he has. So he goes like you know that. Then, of course, Superman puts on Jimmy's hat mm-hmm. and then says, "You've all seen a demonstration of Jimmy Olsen's super wits." Hmm. Mm. Have we though, America? Have we? <laughs> So and then, uh, so then everything resolves and ends up being just fine in the end. And mm-hmm. Superman gives them a new statue for the one that he destroyed. Does he make those? Yes. Sort of conceded. Does he sell yeah. them on the side? I don't think so. He makes stuff like his ability to create stuff. Like uh, uh, aside from all the regular superpowers, he has things like yeah, like super, super fabrication b- abilities. Like he makes. He's made a stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the fortress, he has like wax models of all of his friends and foes. Which right. Seems like a weird thing to do. He's like, this guy is such a jerk. I hate Steve. And he builds a lifelike with like a real hair mustache duplicate of Steve Lombard. I remember when Superman fought Steve. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that ends our first story. So it brings us to our first series of of uh, ads. The worst one is, uh, so remember- not, not necessarily worst one. Remember earlier when we were talking about that 10 cent off the ice cream? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I think, one of the first national brands I've seen, which is, uh, here's your Dairy Queen free ice cream coupon. Ooh. So it's worth 10 cents. So it says that 
It's good for ten cents toward the purchase of any twenty-five cent Dairy Queen. Go. Okay. So um, I think today. So you could buy three of those comics and get free ice cream. We should print those out and then go just like as a dare, and then we should video it and see if they'll let us use these on these ads. But the other thing would be, yes, they'd say, yeah, you can buy any of our twenty-five cent. <laughs> oh yeah, <Ooh. laughs> well played, imaginary Dairy Queen guy. Right. <laughs> So, unfortunately, um, yeah, there are no more 25-cent Dairy Queen items, uh, so you can't get, like, a Blizzard or any of the other things. I like the second half-page ad on this page because it's for Palisades Amusement Park, and it's where Superman says, you can come be my guest, free admission, free axe, free parking. But we just saw how if you go to amusement parks, you might get shot by three guys with guns. (laughs) So I'm never going to an amusement park ever again. Yes, but this isn't a Superman amusement park. Okay, so then we're safe, ironically. Right. Ironically, Superman yes. things are dangerous. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And if it's like a murder museum, then you're fine. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Precisely. I gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, as and so this has been a thing yeah, constantly, whereas you get the, the Palisades Park Amusement Park. I grew up in New Jersey, so I knew about oh, this. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. And uh, it is no longer. It is now a high-rise apartment. I grew up in Gurney where they had the Six Flags Great America, and my life goal was to be the Robin actor, and I've failed, you guys. I've, I write Aww. Superman comics, but I've failed as a, as a nerd adult. Cause, well, yeah. Eric, in my heart, yeah. you are Robin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Finally. Okay. Then we have um, a, a, a PSA this on is a how- lovely PSA. Is this a recurring thing in Jimmy Olsen, this specific dog? Not this dog. Okay. This uh, terrified me. We will get you- This I'll, PSA series. We will yeah. talk- Yeah, we'll talk about this in, in just a second okay. as we get through the ad so um it's the the ad is how not to enjoy a vacation it is told from the perspective of a dog of the family dog it's the son of sam dog we told him to kill you can tell just from the face <laughs> and so you know so he, the dog is there and he says hi my name's terry and i live with the greens a very nice family normally but boy <laughs> i found out what they mean by a dog's life when i took a motor trip this summer it's very ominous so they so basically, he goes out with the Greens. The Greens decide they're going to wing it. <laughs> they don't plan anything. They're just like, hey, let's get in the car and let's just drive. That that That's not how, how, how that works. How vacation works? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. Yeah. So um, the first thing they do is they get lost. Yep. And then they play out in the sun and they all get horribly sunburned. Because again, all white people in comics. Right. Yep. They're all, they have to get a disease because they're in the sun. Exactly. <laughs> and then they move so fast that you can't see the scenery. Well, that's dumb. And you have control over that too. <laughs> then they sit down for a picnic and they were going to take pictures, but father did didn't not load the, the camera. camera. He, no, he brought the camera, didn't load it with film. Oh, God. Just full of bees. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And then finally, they finish the picnic and they leave behind a horrible mess. And then we see, I'm going to guess a hobo, say, how about cleaning up some of that mess you left behind? Oh. And when a hobo is telling you to it's clean up your mess, hobo. that's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they, he's like, oh, uh, uh, well, uh, oh, the dad's like, oh, uh. <laughs> he's embarrassed. He's like, OK, we'll clean up. I promise. Don't kill us, Mr. Hobo. <laughs> and so they come back home. And uh, the dad says, oh, well, next time we are totally going to prepare. We, we see Terry going, yip, yip, hooray. And this was brought to you by who? Published as a public serving co- cooperation with the National so- Social Welfare Assembly, coordinating organization for the National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the U.S. So there's an organization that's dedicated to us having fun and loading our cameras with film. They and, have, and conforming to societal norms. Don't forget that. They have all, that these, all these PSAs that they have. And I'm going to guess that it's some kind of like... 
agreement that they made with the United States government when they were coming up with the comics code. Oh, sure, sure. Um, As like positive propaganda. And so, yeah, yeah, there's like one of like, you know, don't be a weird outsider. Um, Last month was... uh, get a job no no last month was <laughs> uh, last month was don't be prejudice there was oh, one like that, that said get a job it was one of the ones where we did actually see a hispanic guy who looked what? like a white guy who basically looked like a white guy <laughs> i think maybe they used like one shade darker no one told the colorist exactly every poe dameron toy is that way now um, that's really funny that they have these in here because if you're reading jimmy olsen you are a loner outsider weirdo with no job <laughs> So they know who their audience is. Exactly. These podcast listeners. And so I'm talking yeah, to you guys. They're just like, <laughs> hey, I have a job. I do yeah. podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to our second story, which I will read because this is of a particular. I'm just, I don't know. I think everybody knows that I am just a sucker. I've mentioned it before. I am a sucker for an intelligent gorilla story. <laughs> That's what I heard about you. I saw it written on a bathroom stall. I don't know why. I, I just don't know why. There's a. Uh, it's just I, I don't know. I just love them. I don't know why. Like ugh. anyway, so <laughs> wasn't there a thing where like DC Comics with monkeys on the covers start like got a sales bump at one point, and they're like they commissioned a bunch of them. So they're like, let's do the JL Apes, and there was just like a whole slew of these like simian facsimiles. It wouldn't surprise me. That sounds highly yeah, possible. That sounds exactly like something that would happen. A lot um, of these covers that are so insane, they actually would give the cover to a writer, and they would reverse engineer a story off right. of it. There's this great Swamp Thing annual of all things, which involves. Gorilla Grodd basically mind controlling every intelligent ape in the DC universe. Oh, man. And sort of to like bring them and like be part of. So there was, no, there was a chimp detective, <laughs> Monsieur Mala. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gorilla crime boss. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I forget who else. But like, yeah, it, that's. This that's, is definitely something that would happen. That's who all, that's who it all involved. And they all went back basically to, to do Gorilla Grodd's bidding. Comics are so good. I, they really are. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> okay. So. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Species, anthropod. Genus, primate. Features, simian. Weight, 800 pounds. All this seems to describe an ordinary gorilla. But when the gorilla talks, it's more than ordinary. When this amazing animal apes Jimmy Olsen as a cub reporter and as Superman's pal, you'll have a slight inkling of the monkey business. I get it. That occurs when Jimmy becomes the gorilla reporter. And uh, so in our beginning panel, uh, there is uh, a gorilla and Jimmy's swinging in a tree and Superman is running and he says, I'll save you from that gorilla, wild gorilla, Jimmy. And the gorilla says, wait, Superman, I, you've got it all wrong. I'm Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy in the tree just says, grunt, grunt. While so, eating a banana. Yeah. So I know that he's, he's not Batman. He's not the world's greatest detective. But you think of Jimmy's eating a banana and saying grunt, grunt and climbing a tree. He might think that like there's something going on this there. This could be typical five-year-old Jimmy behavior. Oh, okay. all right. I gotcha. He's just being yeah. considerate about his special needs right gotcha and you would you would think maybe he didn't hear him say grunt grunt but then again super hearing super hearing yes super super hearing hearing. yeah oh clark so i don't know yeah he is easily taken in by a lot of things that i think that perhaps he shouldn't be (laughs) like i don't you know just like a well-placed bit of x-ray vision should be able to handle almost any situation yeah yeah but uh okay so it starts by uh with one of the uh, plagues of scientists that seems to wander. They have two plagues. They have the plagues of unstoppable criminals that are everywhere. Right. <laughs> and the plagues of crazy scientists. Of the, the mm. constant robbing of banks and jewelry stores. Sure, With sure. terrible security. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and scientists who just want to test stuff, apparently on Jimmy Olsen. He seems game for it, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's consensual. But so. he, uh, yeah, so he, there's this guy who has developed this telepathy helmet so that you can- Psychically communicate with animals. animals. He says it didn't work on a giraffe and a rhino or a gorilla. So he's like, it, it is a failure. And just as the, the, uh, the doctor is like, I don't know- uh, what happens is Jimmy presses the signal, signal on his button, mm-hmm. uh, the button on his watch, which calls Superman. Which interferes with the controlly box on Why the Why does he call helmet. Superman? What's the danger? Isn't that just like a like a I think Superman, Superman is just his ride home at this point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just an Uber? Like, this is what he has instead of a car. Oh, man. Poor no, Superman. No. He's probably like off saving an orphanage and he's, like, he just drops them in a volcano because Jimmy needs him and he runs over. Oh, yeah. Like what he, what he, some, what he tries to call him for, like he had a grease fire. There was a grease fire in his house and he has to call that, Superman. That's like an elongated man problem. Right, that exactly. is not a Superman level problem. Or like he fell out of a boat. Yeah. I mean, Aquaman's right there. Just yell Aquaman. He'll hear you. No. So he says, I'll call Superman. Maybe Superman can help you with your machine. That's not his responsibility. It really isn't. Also, he's a crazy scientist. So, so if anyone should be able to figure out, it's him. Has there ever been an issue where like Superman just goes crazy because Jimmy keeps bugging him, and that's like an else world where he's like, "These people need me too much. They can't even wipe their own butts without me." And like, don't spoil it. That's the last issue. Is it? Oh man, <laughs> it probably is. It. I'm just saying that. <laughs> well, you have was... a good uh, lying face. You should watch out. <laughs> there was this whole thing. <laughs> There was this whole thing last time there was a genie. Oh. And it turned out that the genie oh, was Superman. That makes sense because he's just rubbing the watch right. to someone else. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, Jimmy the, Jimmy is treating Superman as his personal <laughs> genie who's like, I can't do anything with anything, anybody anymore. That's pretty funny. So, okay. So he summoned Superman to try to get him to, uh, you know, maybe consult on this. Meanwhile, the ape, the gorilla, reaches out and just presses a bunch of buttons on the on the, the, the thing, and suddenly... Because it's a good idea to stand within the arm span of a gorilla who uh, knows yeah. nothing about expensive science. You know. <laughs> he's not a gorilla scientist. He's a telepathic helmet scientist, Ella Plum. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he can't be a jack-of-all-trades. Unfair. Just like a body-switching movie, mm-hmm. they switch bodies. What? Freaky Friday, y'all? It's all Freaky Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, um, um, uh, 30 again? 17 again? 17 <laughs> again, yes. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. <laughs> so um, so, the, and so, Jimmy's like, ee! And he just swings off on a tree. Meanwhile, the ape, who is now stuck in this cage, mm-hmm. is like, you got to get me out of here. The the, the, the is like, I don't, I don't know what to do. The scientist <laughs> is like, oh, the gorilla's talking. Run for the hills. <laughs> He's like, you know, this is not my thing. That was his end game, though, wasn't it? I, I don't know. Oh, and this, so this is something that I've noticed that we that we never see anymore in comics. And maybe you can shed a little light on sure, it. Sure, I'll bring it back. I could be wrong. All right. But it says, uh, why shouldn't I talk? After all, I'm Jimmy Olsen. And yipes, my hands, body. I'm all hairy, like a gorilla. Hmm. You never see... So, like, in here, we keep running into these things. There's gulp. There's choke. There's sob. There's sob. sob, Sure, sure. There's whew. (laughs) And I think there's one more, but I can't remember it. So, like... You never see that in modern comics. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, you like you won't like in Dark Knight. You won't hear him go sob. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that it's in parentheses, so you know that it's a sound effect. Exactly, it's in the same word balloon. Exactly. I wish that when they made the TV shows and movies, they would have them say like sob. Go like so. Like it's just a whole world where people just do that. It's part of their culture. Exactly. They're they're so they're like oh well. He's like well there goes the gorilla. I guess you're screwed, Jimmy. <laughs> 
There's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just a scientist with a telepathy right, helmet. Right. I hate switching bodies is not my thing. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. do telepathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy catches the gorilla, but as he catches the gorilla, Superman shows up and punches Jimmy, who is the gorilla, and uh he, you know, in in an attempt to save him, but the gorilla goes, "Hey, Super, I'm I'm Jimmy." Which seems pretty aggressive, too, cuz again, it's like it's a gorilla, but it's Superman. So like right. when his head just turned into a fine pink mist if Superman punched him. I guess he was aerosolized immediately. He he does um like it might be like a necessary force. I think he knows like yeah, yeah, it's like like police brutality. Because he knows that it's just a gorilla. That's but to Superman, humans are just gorillas. Because any lower life form when where do you draw the line? Yeah. Next it's gonna be Italian people. It's just randomly picking earthlings that are in love. Yeah. So he um so Jamie Olson's like, hey, I'm a gorilla. Superman has the exact same reaction as the doctor, which is great, Scott. He should just be shaking his head and be like, oh, my God, again, again. Yeah, that should be the reaction. It is, how did you do this this time? Exactly. <laughs> what did you do now? It's like once. It's like every once in a while I wonder if uh, it Aquaman, did this fish tell him, go screw. <laughs> <laughs> you always order me to do stuff. How about right. you get me a sandwich, Aquaman? Exactly. How, the street goes both ways. Um, so he's like, so he's like, all right, well. First, the first thing they do is just punch a but- bunch of buttons. Okay, because he's a scientist um, in yeah. true right. scientific method. So the scientist sure. says that there are exactly fifty-six million seven hundred eighty thousand nine hundred thirty-four different possibilities, and it would take him a hundred years to try them all. But Superman has super speed, so yeah. he tries yeah. them all, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing happens. Mm. So they're like, "All right, well, uh, I guess Jimmy, you have to go and l- live your life while we." <laughs> Try to figure out. How cool would it be if they just let the book be that then for the next like 50 years of yes. just like, I would be so excited if that was the new status quo. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, he would be deserving of like being Superman's pal because he'd have monkey powers. So, okay. So, uh, at, at, so Jimmy is uh, swinging mm-hmm. around Metropolis mm-hmm. saying, um, will my, will my mind stay in my gorilla body forever? Gulp. Gulp. <laughs> he gulped in a thought balloon, which is pretty sweet. Do you guys ever do that when you're thinking about stuff? You're like, oh, I'm home late. I'm going to get in trouble. Dad's going to yell at me. Gulp in your head. I've never done that. You should start doing it. I she think it's cool. <laughs> she doesn't stay out late. I, I really don't. <laughs> so Jimmy's like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I, I better get to work. Better put on some pants. So he, uh, so he yes, he puts dresses. on a suit. He puts on a suit with a matching bowler hat. He happens to have a um, gorilla-sized suit lying around we his house. We should see his closet. It is quite like, clear that it is not gorilla-sized. The like the shirt is about to die. Sure. <laughs> and uh, the tie, his bow tie is um is red is not red. It oh. matches his pants though. Yes. Mm. So it is still coordinated. So he starts to work on his uh he starts to work on his on a story. So Lois walks in and picks up a broom and starts beating him about the head with it. <laughs> yeah, he goes so he goes to work and everybody's like, "What the a gorilla? What?" <laughs> he says, I- "I'm a gorilla." So Jimmy explains it all and so Perry White gets the brilliant idea and shows, you know, another one of the amazing signs <laughs> that we have that we often see in in uh, issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. This looks like a picture that you would see in one of those like dog shaming things, <laughs> like an Instagram. Yeah, we should make a Jimmy shaming fake Instagram. <laughs> so like, I, I touched a magic rock and I got. So we have. I drank so... magic space liquid. <laughs> so he's like, I, I, "Look, you guys are gonna have might have to get used to this. I might be a gorilla." Perry White goes, "Hey, a cub gorilla here. Wear this sign I made you." And the sign says, "Bonzo, intelligent gorilla, tame, no danger." <laughs> 
Just so you guys know, this is my Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm going to make this sign that says exactly that and then find that suit and wear a gorilla costume. <sighs> and only you two will think it's funny. This is right <laughs> up there. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. That that makes it up. This this does rank right up there with um, this robot is trained to cr- smash your camera. Yeah. That's so, John Morris used to sell t-shirts that said that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He had like an Etsy. It was awesome. Yeah. What's your question? Why did they change his name to this? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Because if they called him Jimmy Olsen, no one would believe him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they sure would. Enough weird crap happens in this town that they should be just unfazed by pretty much anything. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one, like, calls his mom or anything. Right, though. right. But we never hear anything <laughs> from the Olsen family. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. not sure how old Jimmy Olsen's supposed right. to be. Yeah, we're still not exactly sure if he's, like, is he a teenager? Is he in his He's a cub. 20s? If he is a teenager, how does he have a helicopter license? <laughs> So meanwhile, Superman is out in the uh, the edge of Metropolis. And is supervising Gorilla Jimmy. So he gets a bunch of coconut trees and he sets up a little environment for him. <laughs> so that he'll be happy. That's very considerate. After he just punched a gorilla in the face <laughs> and showing some compassion for once in his life. Oh, Superman. So, um, he well, it's is... not like it looks like he's going to drop a car. Jimmy Olsen True. is then um, at a restaurant where he's eating, of course, tons and tons of bananas. <laughs> With his Bonzo sign still on. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, More he... bananas, waiter, is a really good line, <laughs> by the way. I can't wait till I say that. <laughs> <laughs> so he reads uh, that there's a wrestling match going on today. He, he goes. He wants to participate? No. He says he's going to cover it. Okay. As a, as a, as his, you know, because he's, he is a, a cub reporter. As a gorilla Yeah, what are you, reporter. crazy, Elopalm? He's not going to participate. He's going to go recover it as a monkey reporter exactly. in a little hat. I know, it's going to do know. the logical thing. I know. <laughs> so what happens is, uh, so he's rooting for the, of course it is. Because uh, the archetypes in wrestling are the baby face and the gorilla, right. as we all know. So, so it so. is Golden George, who yeah. is, uh, you know. Gorgeous George and sure, uh, sure, the sure. gorilla, yeah, who is a gorilla, <laughs> yeah, yeah. gorilla monsoon, he's I think, Andre the giant, and so of course he's a gorilla, so he's rooting for the gorilla, sure. And uh, there's some point where he gets thrown, uh, the gorilla gets thrown out of the ring, and uh, Bonzo, the intelligent gorilla, tame. <laughs> Uh, no danger. Get back in the fight. Us gorillas must stick together. So he throws him back in the ring. I think that would have just scared the living daylights out of him and he would have just fainted right then and there. Yeah. I like that no one noticed him sitting in the crowd right. as a gorilla with the little Dick I Tracy suit. I think they might think it's a costume. And that nobody is going, oh my God, a gorilla. I appreciate the theme well, of representation mattering though. He's like, right. as a gorilla American, I really like that this other gorilla guy is wrestling and I respect that about him. And, or I, maybe Maybe they don't show this, but one guy goes, oh, my God, a gorilla. And then the guy next to him goes, no, it's okay. Look, he's tame. Yeah, yeah. His name's Bonzo. (laughs) He has a name. Read his sign. He's no danger. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So uh, he then goes to a a movie, uh, which is about a violence, a monkey, a gorilla police officer. (laughs) That sounds like an awesome trauma movie. Like Gorilla Cop. Sounds like I would rent that in Redbox tonight. So then he jumps up and says, boy, I'll give this picture five stars. It's about an intelligent gorilla who becomes a policeman. Attaboy, patrolman gorilla. That sounds cool. (laughs) I would watch that. (laughs) Zack Snyder should make Patrolman Gorilla. Uh, perhaps, awesome. you know, I'm, you go to pitch meetings. I do. I'm going to go pitch that, you guys. <laughs> Delete this podcast. This is my idea. Patrolman Well, You mailed it to yourself. Vin so. Diesel is. <laughs> right. Patrolman, Patrolman Gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> so um, he gets 
uh, he gets a sidewalk. He he gets his his feet put in. He goes to get his feet put in wet cement, but he doesn't know because he is a gorilla. Uh, patrolman gorilla doesn't know to put his foot in the cement. Oh yeah. But Jimmy steps in and, and shows him. Basically, oh, sure. he puts out his foot, and patrolman gorilla is like, "All right, well, okay, I can trust that guy. He has a tiny hat. Exactly, like me. Exactly. Yeah." So uh, next thing we see, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy is he's very depressed about being a monkey. (laughs) As we all are. And being called Bonzo. (laughs) Right. I think that's the worst part, right? They took away his name. Yeah. Well, I don't know what was wrong with Jimmy. Yeah, I really don't know. Is it Gorilla for Jimmy? Is it like a different language? Maybe. That's how it translates? Maybe. It's very possible. It's like Jorge to George or something? Um, But so Superman goes, all right, well, maybe you'll go on patrol with me. Maybe that'll be better. So uh, so he takes him on patrol. And so he becomes Gorilla Cop. And oh, I like it. He, he actually becomes very, very helpful. Uh, there's a, a girder that is uh, coming undone, and he holds it up so that Superman can repair it. Uh, they break off. Uh, they, they stop one of Superman's, uh, one of Metropolis's many crimes. Uh, <laughs> does the police force just not exist? I, like, I know I've brought this up before, but does it? It's got monkey cop. Right. They have, they patrolman, they have patrolman gorilla. <laughs> so, I like that no one pays taxes in Metropolis because Superman will just say everything. They're all just like libertarians with Clark Kent doing all their jobs for them. He like makes the roads and stuff. So the robbers mm-hmm. throw out a bunch of bombs so that Superman will defuse the bomb and they will be able to make their getaway. But That's, what they did didn't a good count plan. is an 800 pound 500 pound gorilla what? landing on top of their car and so they collect them and then bring them to the nearest police officer and so superman's like hey you're a lot of help mm-hmm. you know so they also rescue people from a uh, burning building from a burning building why and... is there so little safety in this town <laughs> and then they're at a charity benefit yeah, all the crimes, like all the things that you see, they're never really supervillain related. They're always just like the closest they came is last last month they had the mind robber. Ooh. And he was a, a he was just a bank robber who could read minds. Do you think that Chris Nolan copied that for Inception? He was reading Jimmy Olsen. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's always too much, like so much that I'd be like, this is the inspiration for something. I sort of like that there isn't any other magical realism element except for just Superman. Like it feels like the Superman movie too. Like I like that he's just a weirdo. Like it's not a world of Justice League people and where it's sort of right. commonplace. It's just this weird guy in a cape and people reacting to that weirdness. That's right. fun. Everybody's yeah. just like, yeah, he's Superman. That's cool. He's yeah. Superman. That's he's cool. Superman. It makes him feel like I understand why Lex is obsessed with him then. Right. Like, uh, so Superman, Clark Kent is he so he has to change back into Clark Kent because he has to pick up the uh, the payroll for the Daily Planet. <laughs> because as we all know, as we all know, they always put that on the reporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to handle the money. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Let's do it. Yes. What is Clark Kent's job, <laughs> and how player. has he not been fired? He's mild mannered. See that I don't know. But um, yeah, Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. Yeah, he's a reporter. I think but they, they all... always have him doing busy work. Do you think that they know he's Superman and they're just messing with him? I mean, I know Lois very much suspects that he's right. Superman. I think that everyone's like, "Hey, could you do this? Because it'll take a second. But every <laughs> time Jimmy, every time Jimmy, the, the the notion is put forth that Clark Kent is Superman, Jimmy just laughs it off. He's like, "There's no possible way." Ah! Um, and like I don't. 
it, it could be. Like in a world where you were an ape an hour ago, anything can happen. It's like true. open your mind, well, like, Jimmy. He believes this to the point where like to throw off a bunch of crooks, he once told them that Clark Kent was Superman hmm. because he knew it that much not to be true. I would get offended after a while as right. Clark if people are like, all right, come on. it's There's a little possibility. I mean, it could be. Give me a 20%. Here, let me take off my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd start to get angry after a while. See, we look alike. <laughs> So, um, so Superman, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goes to the bank to pick up the payroll and accidentally gets stuck in the vault. Yeah. All right. So here's, I have an Isla Plum question. He has super speed and x-ray vision and all this stuff. And then, like, yeah, how is he, how can you ever sneak up on Superman? That's insane to do. He's very focused on his job. Yeah. Which is not his is... job, which we established. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, which yeah. He uses his super focus. Okay. Okay. Oh, all to right. count the all money. Right. Yeah, super OCD. So, um, yep. He, the thing closes, and, you know, he is Superman. He could probably very easily. Why would you let a reporter in a bank vault with all the money with no supervision? <laughs> it's for a story. Just, like, <laughs> every single time. No, hey, these people have to get paid. Yeah. Lois, I think Lois? you said there's no cops in Metropolis, so that's why, right? There's right. no bank guards. Right. Supposedly there is cops. They're I mean, there's terrible. one of them right there. <laughs> there's one of them. Yeah, there's one. He's just a fan of Gorilla Cop, and he's in cosplay. <laughs> right. Very true. Yeah, Could very yeah, well be. Yeah. So he's like, I can't break out because, you know, then I'll give away that I'm Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what's going to happen? So Jimmy shows up mm-hmm. and is like, hey, I'm a gorilla. I'm really strong. I'll just pull open this because, as we all know, gorillas can pull open vaults. It's super strength, yeah. yeah. Um, pull pull um, giant metal doors of vaults out of concrete walls. That yes. are locked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Clark takes this opportunity to push on the door so it seems like Jimmy's ripped open the vault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So meanwhile, they go outside. They go back to the office with the payroll. And and they see uh Jimmy as the ape or the ape as Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen's body with an ape brain in it. It's barefoot, and running he's around, bouncing on top of cars. He has like, hepatitis now. He looks like he is <laughs> unshowered, filthy. Right. Yeah. It's it's been approximately two hours at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, and oh, that's um, a big day. And then. <laughs> As Jimmy Olsen's goes, Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major pe- metropolitan <laughs> newspaper, says, Gulp, I can't change soon enough to save him. And so uh, he grabs Jimmy, acts quite quickly, jumps on a tree, bends down, scoops him up, and says, Phew, saved my body just in time. But I don't know what for. I'll probably never again be able to return to it. Choke. So the next panel, he snaps his neck, and he's like, <laughs> I commit to living as a gorilla forever. Right. No, that's not, that's not what Because I'm, this I'm is what they would show children in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, that never happened. I apologize. So um, they decide, of course, the best thing to do mm-hmm. is, is to let a to gorilla, gorilla. Let's give a gorilla a sensitive piece of electronic equipment. Sure, sure, and sure. since, and much in the same way that the best way to handle head, uh, you know, head, you know, amnesia from head trauma oh, is more head trauma. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of they course. Said, yeah. You know, because that TV. wouldn't kill yeah. them at all. That wouldn't. Because um, the best way to handle a monkey, uh, a gorilla screwing things up is to give him the thing that he screwed up to screw it up some more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's when Superman figures out it's not it's not the buttons. It's, it's not just the buttons. It's also the ultrasonic signal. So but um, he, he doesn't they don't show how he figures that out. He just thinks that's true and yes. then tries it and it is true. Yes. Yeah. So it's not detective work. I think work they're willing anything. to try anything at this point. Sure, sure, sure. So he says so uh, it so Superman explains it to him. Meanwhile, uh, back at the office 
Superman. Oh, I'm sorry. This the, is good. The, uh, the gorilla. I guess, uh, you know, Jimmy, you would think that Jimmy would be- Aware of this? Well, he would be, he'd be like, all right, well, if we have to switch back, we should be in the same room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't go horribly awry. But what happened nope. was- I don't think they told him. What happened was Jimmy decided, hey, I better get back to work. So he goes back to the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when the reverse takes place and Perry White goes, hey, your stories are great, Bonzo or Jimmy. And he slaps him on the back. And uh, an actual gorilla lashes out because he's just been <laughs> slapped on the back by this random human. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, he kills Perry White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once again, well, yeah, never not what they would show children in the 1950s. Perry White hangs onto a ceiling light fixture and starts swinging around. This is that famous Alan Moore issue. It's called Funeral for a Chief. Right. And it's <laughs> changed the landscape forever. There's like, yes, yes. Perry White, editor-in-chief, mauled by gorilla. Yeah, yeah. So um, then Superman shows up and everything is back to normal. As um, but 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 not until okay. Here's the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Olsen saying, "Groan! What did that? <laughs> what did that gorilla do to my body while he used it? He must have wrenched every muscle." Oh, it's so gross. Groan! <laughs> what did he do, gentle listeners? Right. What did he do, He's like Jimmy Olsen? Why do my hands smell like poo? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty wonderful. Uh, and so that is our second story. Mm-hmm. If uh, you guys had a telepathy helmet, who would you switch brains with? Or what animal would you switch brains with? Let's narrow it down to just a dumb, soulless animal. So if you could gorilla swap. No one suspects squirrels. I like that. I like that. That's a good answer. I would go gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you established that. Right. Because of my own preferences. Um, You should have some gorilla clothes just in your closet just in case. You have a gorilla costume, don't you? I do. That's awesome. He has a gorilla costume. (laughs) I would be a a chihuahua because I just want to go to Taco Bell. And I want to like... See if anyone remembers that commercial. Because as we know, Mm -hmm. all tacos eat, all chihuahuas eat for free at Taco Bell. That's true. That's true. Exploit that loophole. They just hurl chalupas at them. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we now go back to the... to the ads, mm-hmm. and this ad is, of course, stamps. Stamps, because kids in the fifties they just love stamps. Just like licking stuff. It's an yeah, excuse. They just they have stamps, <laughs> but this one's not specific to anything in particular. Like there was once like pirate strongholds, Whoa. and then there's like British royal Empire, family stamps, British or Empire. yeah, basically you know like colonial oppression stamps. And <laughs> now oppression stamps. These yep. are just uh, uh, they're all yours for twenty five cents. A large album and stamp collection. Hmm. So basically you mail away for a quarter and you get just a ton of stamps. I think that there's a place where they're just like they're like huge bins and bins and warehouses bins of full of stamps and people are just like just like grabbing handfuls and throwing them. There's this weird subtext to all the ads in Jimmy Olsen comics that are like, hey, if you were dumb enough to buy this, check this out. Just right. a fistful of stamps. Right. And so then we have every Jimmy Olsen. Oh, it's the best. Every Jimmy Olsen. Best. I don't know. I really don't know why. Because they went so this animal friendly. But um, I don't. But the well, thing is, an earlier it, one was the history of pretzels. Right. <laughs> like every issue, like it's it started out to be like these kind of adventure stories, and then it turned out. Then it was like parakeets and the history right? of pretzels. The histories of parakeets in America and pretzels, and then last month it was so you want to be a ball player, mm. and it was how to become a baseball player, mm. and now this. This month, it is how to be a veterinarian. So is this now just going to be like a future careers thing? Or is... 
I don't I don't know. We'll see. I have to see. I'm curious to see how this all evolves and like what the idea, the, just the idea that there's just like a written piece. There's no yeah. artwork. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to it. It's just words. This kind of informational piece. And you'd figure they would have covered that with the dog who's telling people how to go on vacation. Yeah. yeah. It's more like boys life highlights for kids, kind of like citizenship. Exactly. Classes stuff. Exactly. I like that in this, it talks about the stereotype of veterinarians being called horse doctors. Like, right. you know, all ver- veterinarians are always called horse doctors. No, I d- no, that's never <laughs> happened. Wait, that's you made a it thing? Up. Yeah, the first line of this, they're like, you know, not so long ago, veterinarians were popularly called horse doctors, but that's crazy. They do more than just care for horses. They care for goats and other things that look like horses. Like, it's, it's <laughs> all horse-like creatures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but, you know, if your cat gets sick. Yeah, just put it down. <laughs> so, it um, rock. yeah, this so. the 50s. <laughs> So it's um it is a uh, it is a real like con- like I don't it's a mystery like so many things issues of Jimmy Olsen it is kind of a mystery like I don't know why it's not written by an expert you can tell just some guy right. that, like had an assignment right who like, had a who had a friend yeah who had a friend yeah who was a veterinarian it was out of work novelists who write like how to garden books but they just googled it like yeah, yeah. okay go to tri- yeah Trixie so now we have Trixie this one's a new one for this comic yes book. I've never seen Trixie before you said it like. You're familiar with this character. So Trixie's in all the Jimmy Olsons? No. no. Okay. So okay, so Jimmy There's... Olsons in every issue of Jimmy Olsen, yes. they have like one usually one page, sometimes it's like half a page. Yeah. Of these like gag comics. Okay. Um but with a different character yeah there's the the other this is the first one with Trixie okay uh others have been like there's a very popular one is Varsity Vic okay who is uh a kid right. he's like a teen and he's always trying to get girls and All doing right. stupid things and do and being like you know maybe a little creepy uh, <laughs> well, Varsity Vic sounds but, like but like so name. like like last like last month it was uh he went to a library and asked for the Greek literature section okay. and the the reference library got all excited but she he was just like I just I'm just meeting a girl. Hmm. That's not that funny. No. It really is. Oh, oh, oh no. They're they're very rarely. They are Bazooka Joe level funny. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so they're not done by Otto Binder and Kurt Swan. These, no, no. Who, do we know who made these? Um, was it punishment? Was it just like prisoners that were forced to write comic strips? I think they do. Uh, you know, it's actually a really good resource for this I found is Comic Vine. Okay. They will give you like all the characters that are referenced and all the like the artists and stuff. Hmm. So it will tell you who did this. I'm going to do a Vertigo reboot of Trixie, you guys. Okay. <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> Put him into the continuity. So we have Trixie, the world's greatest stuntman, and a guy is going, here, here's the barrel. But why do you insist on going over the falls on Saturday? And he says, I'll tell you later. And then Trixie uh, goes over the falls. And just in case you didn't know. Is this supposed to be Niagara Falls? Yeah, probably. Probably. Because that's like a thing that happens yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy mm-hmm. with the hat who who talked about, who gassed him the question, just in case we all forgot, uh, this is really dangerous. So yep. he goes down to the bottom and he splashes. The guy's like, hey, the barrel, it's empty. Where's Trixie? And uh, Trixie is is washing himself. He's, uh, you know, underneath the water. Oh, it's this. And he's like, here I am. I figured I'd get my Saturday night bath in now. Now, this is in a time. When you bathed once a week. Once a week. Oh, 
Gross. I actually looked this up. It was advised to bathe once every other week, or at least like to wash your hair once every other week, unless it got greasy, in which case wash it again. But mm-hmm. is it like a war effort? They're trying to conserve water for the squirt guns for the nope. troops or something? No, no. Because no. number one, this is the fifties, so there okay. was no no worry. No, no war worry. was on. But I mean, yeah, you can be prepared for it. But for <laughs> some reason, this was. I guess this was before that conspiracy by the soap companies to get us to all be uh, germaphobes. No, to all wash every day hmm. by big soap. Right. right. Yeah. They um. They, yeah. They had Saturday the, the Saturday night bath. Um. Like splish splash refers to a Saturday night bath. Hmm. Um. He's referred to on like often in like cartoons and stuff. You'll see like somebody like getting wet or like he's like, hey, this isn't Saturday night. And like weird. So, so like gross. yeah. So and it was always on Saturday night. Hmm. Um. And I guess it was like you know you were you were you were were super clean to go out okay to the, see oh. the to see the ladies so you'll get dirty again right so yeah. you go dirty yourself up <laughs> so um yeah so that's a little uh there's a little information that you know there was a time when we only bathed once a week i'm gonna bring it back uh, i think i'll let I, you guys know how it goes i, I know some people who are really who are trying that out <laughs> yeah we're in a comic store that's not uncommon yeah exactly so that brings <laughs> us to our last story which is my favorite one I would agree. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, Jim. Jim the gorilla. You're a gorilla. You, you go ape for those apes. But this is really good. Uh, this is also really good. <laughs> Although I do also have a special spot for last month with the beard. He was, oh God. Where he, he grew a really it long. It was the dumbest. He he was he, he he wound up growing a very long beard that he couldn't like do away with. And this group called the up. Beard Band mm. said you have to like we we're trying to bring back the beard into popular culture, and you have to go do this. Or else, you or know, else you will be banished to have a beard for the rest of your life. What? Um, oh, the humanity. I like how in DC the stakes get raised suddenly. Because now it's just like 12 universes are in jeopardy if you don't beat this guy in a punching contest. But back then it was just like, hey, you have a beard. Right. It was the most benevolent. <laughs> and the thing was. Their job got done. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it might have been a little early. You know, they might have to wait a little while, but it's done. Seems like overkill to have Superman addressing these problems, though, to have, like, <laughs> like there's a boy who can't find his way home, and you're like, this Kryptonian death machine with heat vision, it, like, goes and, like, saves a cat from a tree and stuff. Okay, so, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. You have all heard of the so-called good luck charm, such as a horseshoe, a four-leaf clover, and a rabbit's foot. But they are nothing compared to the lucky turban that Jimmy Olsen acquires. One fateful day, thereafter, Superman's young pal becomes the luckiest boy in the world. And we see uh, Jimmy Olsen wearing a turban, and Superman shows up, and he says, Great shot! Great Scott! Jimmy was trapped in a burning warehouse full of inflammable materials, yet he's unharmed. And you see him in a ring of fire, Sitting, sitting on, on barrels a, of gunpowder. <laughs> sitting on a bunch of barrels that are labeled. That's our Jimmy. Gunpowder. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Don't worry about me, Superman. My good luck turban makes me immune to any danger." Isn't you guys read more of this than I have? Isn't Jimmy kind of like cultural appropriation in the comic? Right? They have like Jimmy Olsen, King of the Jungle, and Jimmy Olsen, Olsen like Chief of the Apaches, and like yes. they do a lot of. So now yeah. he has a turban. Yeah. Well, great. he yeah. This is I mean, the first time a turban has come up. The yeah, magic turban though. Okay, so yeah, we have. Uh, I guess it's one of those times when we see a you know another person of color. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but he is a strange. Uh, you know, he's a mystic from sure. the Far East or Middle East. Yes. Why, why did the turban change colors? 
What? Oh, you mean like here it's, it's purple, purple and, orange, and there yeah. it's red. Oh, we're going to see, right? Isn't that a, like a knockoff turbo? I don't want to spoil anything. Um, we, yes. We might see. Yeah, yeah, All yes. Right. yeah Yes. Yeah. All right. So he's like, so like basically he's like a shit snake oil salesman type. Yeah. He's pretending to be from somewhere that he isn't. He's from like the, the Middle East of Wisconsin. Right. But he's like, I'm from the magical. Uh. And so he's like, I have this. But he like puts on this thing where there's a shill in the audience who shoots an arrow at him. And mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, he, he mm-hmm. resists the uh, the thing. And, and so he's like, hey. And so everybody is like, hey, I'll buy. Let's, let's buy these turbans because it'll make us all lucky. And we'll look like really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we look like we've just stepped out of the shower and dried our long hair. Why would he not try to sell something that there's more of like, that it doesn't look so out of place? Also, it encourages shooting folks with turbans with arrows. Yeah. And some people just wear turbans that aren't lucky magic arrow yes. turbans. So you know how many people, you know how many people wear turbans and don't have arrow shooting? A lot. <laughs> Almost all of them. <laughs> Almost all of them. <laughs> So Jimmy goes out, he goes to many of the tricks, and he says, he figures out, he he, he wins at the at the wheel. So he buys where, a turban first, right? right. He buys a the turban, wearing the turban. Because he's gullible and impressionable. Yeah. And he yeah. happens to have a dollar lying around. <laughs> I don't how know how much, much you would How much is that charge. in 1950s money? $35,000. Okay. <laughs> so he goes I know and, it's not. But and okay. he, he wins at one of those spinny wheels, bet on the thing. And I'm going to guess that he bought, he won a um, a Guns N' Roses mirror. Yes, yes. <laughs> because that's what you win. I grew up in the Jersey Shore. Uh, so I know what you win at those things. You win like beer mirrors. <laughs> and uh, so he puts on this, uh, he takes this souvenir from... Oh, so his turban's magical already, but then he goes to his Superman fortress, a Superman trophy thing at home, and he's like, "I'm gonna add some even more magic stuff to this," and he pops a space rock on it. Right. Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna." Does he know what this space rock does? No. It just says space rock, which I think it's called meteorite, right? If you're not an idiot, it's like a meteor. Yeah, it's a meteorite. Space rock. Uh, Well, he says it's a it's a jewel from his Superman souvenir collection. So he has. So probably isn't a meteorite. Probably just a space rock. He has an entire. um, He has an entire souvenir collection i do too but um uh, and you know constantly you know jimmy uh soups is always bringing him new things and i guess once he brought him this you know the this jewel so he puts it in in the turban and he goes out and he says he he sees a a jar and in the jar there's a bunch of jelly beans and you're supposed to guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how long and he guesses it right and those games you have a bad history you have a bad story It's just like everyone will either do something like way too low or way too high, but everyone who guesses in the middle is like the equal amount away from it. And so no one actually wins. It's hard. It's hard being a jelly bean guesser out there. It's a hard gig. It is tough. Mm-hmm. So, it, and Jimmy comes around the Daily Planet offices to show off his new turban. Uh, and Perry White's very mad because he's lost his gold, his gold tie pin. Yeah, he's lost his gold tie pin. And um, so Superman. So uh, there's Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. <laughs> that Clark Kent. He uses he, the whole title every time. <laughs> he starts to. Uh, he starts to. To, to sweep the floors with his x-ray vision because he's secretly Superman. <gasps> and then suddenly, Jimmy comes up with it. What? He's like, hey, look, I got a, I got a thing. I got, I got the pen. I found it. I found it, Chief. Don't call me Chief. <laughs> and so, um, su- so Superman, so apparently, whilst Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, was using his x-ray vision because he's secretly Superman, uh, he melted a type. <laughs> 
Yeah, that happens. Because that's how X-rays work. That's horrifying. Because if he can use his powers like that and accidentally just destroy stuff, he should probably not be using them. Right. Like, what if that was a kitten? So, right. He kitty. figures. <laughs> so he figures he needs to. Um, he needs to go fix his typewriter mm-hmm. because, of course, if anybody sees that his typewriter is melted, yeah, they will figure out that he's Superman. So questions. he uses his super craftsmanship skills. Right. Yeah. He makes the typewriter, but he makes it out of lead. Smart. Because lead is impervious to x-rays. Mm-hmm. Also toxic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So He would have a great Etsy store, Superman, with his like, fabrication skills. He would. He could just make anything. Exactly. It, it is amazing. He wrote that. Jimmy's name in cursive out of the barrel of a pistol. What? He, See, you know, you could, if you put that next to like a potted plant in someone's house, they would <laughs> love it. Yeah, like, yeah he'd be, he'd, he's like a one-man Alibaba. <laughs> dot com <laughs> alibaba.com not the I, yeah not the, not other the guy with guy. the thieves yeah okay so uh then lois gets gets a thing coming over the teletype says that uh what's a teletype it's like a fax machine or it's like what's email machine <laughs> It's, it's like, like a fax. You like explain it with a fax right. machine. That's I so have funny. seen a fax machine before. They had one at my old. No, they had one at my old um, after school care in elementary school. That's how the pilgrims used to um, communicate with the Native Americans. That's right. Nope. Teletype. Um, <laughs> so coming over the coming over the the lines is uh, so they say that there's a a guided missile that went wild and this seems like a job for Superman. You would figure. Uh, no, it's a job for Jimmy Olsen. Right. How dare you? So he- um, He's got a turban. This guy is going to win a Darwin Award. So, so it landed in an unknown spot, and it is filled with valuable instruments that I guess they don't want the Russians to get a hold of. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to go, because they don't just cover stories at the Daily Planet. They, they also, are the story, yeah. Right. And a lot of times they are the story, or they like they, they and they hold like valuable information that's like going to put criminals- Because the police and the National Guard don't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they hold on to various, to a, to a, a stash of radium for some <laughs> reason <laughs> yeah that was the thing so they show up they so jimmy takes the flying route newsroom because helicopter license right because he has a helicopter license mm-hmm. poor jimbo jumbo jones for out the first job yeah yeah really, jumbo jones I out really of it shouldn't have called him that that's why i quit it's like porkins Jones. well he was 200 pounds yeah how what else are you he? gonna call him how dare he i like when artists uh mess up the panel layout too when they have to like put in arrows yes. in between the panels to show you where to go like, yes. where to read yes that's the best uh so yeah they so they find the missile and so they 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 bring it to superman and superman's just delivered the typewriter and he gets I'll, I'll find the missile and jimmy's like nope, nope wait so clark was like they're gonna think i'm superman because i melted my typewriter and then he in his superman costume walked in with the typewriter and was like here's the new oh crap and like i'm just delivering this for mild man reporter clark kent nobody paying attention to this right that but really is a wonder that his cover hasn't been blown several times over they're all just being nice don't you think right I, yeah, yeah i think at some point we're like yeah, we, yeah. We, we, it's like when your friend comes out to you and you're like we've known for 15 years right. like yeah it's okay, it's okay. we know it's, it's you okay. loved nsync in the fifth grade it's fine right we, that's, yeah you know, he's like, I'm the luckiest boy in the world because I can find stuff. Mm-hmm. I can win Guns N' Roses mirrors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can um, guess jelly beans. Yeah. I can put a space rock in my turban. Yeah. I'm the new Superman. So that's all you need. Then somebody leaves a time bomb. <laughs> um, I like that you, you skip I one panel and there's right. a time bomb. <laughs> Somebody leaves a time bomb just laying around. You should make merch Who with Alice Head how, how on earth is there a time bomb there just lying around? Like, did a criminal, like, 
walk in, put da- put it down, and leave. Apparently. Mm-hmm. God. We don't see that part. We just see- That there's a random that time bomb. That there's a time bomb. bomb because, oh you know, God. then- People hate reporters. People hate them. <laughs> it would it would seem that way. Yeah, they're like that um, coupon for Dairy Queen didn't just work. Not a thing here. So no, 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 well, no, no, no. This is a time when you know you could just write a check. You yeah. didn't have to show anything. You just here take this check. It's fine. I promise you. Right. There's this. It'll be yeah. good. Yeah. Um. It's back when people trust each other. Exactly. Before texting. Exactly. Back when teletypes ruled the day. Before texting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Back when you had a fax machine. Yeah, and human decency. Exactly. So Jimmy decides, well, since I am the luckiest boy in the world, I will just pick up this time bomb and walk out of the building with it. Yeah. Um, As Superman goes into a supply closet to change into, I'm sorry, which Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, goes into a supply closet and comes out as Superman. And he decide, and so he just as he's going to save Jimmy, uh, you find out that uh, it is in fact okay, not a dud bomb, just an alarm clock. It's just Jimmy's an idiot. It's an alarm clock that looks like a bomb. He shows that the main spring broke, and uh, he's he's wanted in the nick of time. <laughs> the main spring for the time bomb. So um, these so, people don't know how anything works. So he's like, all right, well, I am now uh, since I'm so lucky, I'm going to find out who the secret identity of Superman is. So he takes a he takes. Say uh, a phone book. Phone book. I know what those are. He does a la di da. Aren't you fancy? It's like a tree Google. Well, you guys make fun of me for not knowing <laughs> what a fax machine is, and I know what that is, and I know what a phone book is. So he thumbs through. Uh, I'm gonna through... die so soon. <laughs> he he thumbs. You're gonna die. <laughs> I'm already dead. So he closes his eyes and he. Puts his thumb down, puts his finger down, and it lands on Clark Kent. And Lois is like, I knew it. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, hey, you must be Superman. And uh, of course, Clark goes, Clark Kent, mild man reporter for Major Metropolitan Newspaper, says, don't be silly, Jimmy. I have no time to argue. I have an important appointment. With, <laughs> he just bounces. Right. With, with the broom closet. Yeah, yeah. So he goes out and he figures out that uh, there is a space jewel that has sharpened Jimmy's mind a thousandfold. Then, but again, this is him not being a detective. It's just him thinking the thing that happened is the thing that happened. Like, it, couldn't, it, ha- it couldn't possibly be anything else. Yeah, just the Lord tells him the answer to the right. solution. He just, like, yeah, he, he is like, he uses his super reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. And decides he's become a human univac. A univac's a kind of computer. <sighs> okay, that one I didn't know. So <laughs> I'm glad you didn't try to pretend. I respect <laughs> that. I respect that about you immensely. So basically, it turns out that everything that he has uh, figured out, mm-hmm. uh, he has figured out with math. Yeah, which is impossible. Right. <laughs> Impossible. Okay, like, well, jelly how... bean is not impossible. But finding someone's golden tie pin under a couch, she's like, "Oh, I used math." Probability. To figure it out. All right, all right. Finding the guided missile, I and then the time bomb. The probability makes sense to me. All right. Then, but it doesn't really explain the whole Clark Kent thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How he put, yeah. That must just be like sheer, the universe is screaming at them, Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah. Don't they explain that like, well, in the back of his mind, he always knew that it was Clark, but he pushed it out. So his jewel magicked it to comic book and then- <laughs> So his jewel magicked it to comic yeah, book. Yeah, that's how I write these things too. That's, that's, I just turn scripts like that. So, um, so in the middle of the night- Superman sneaks into Jimmy's room. Man, that happens way too often. <laughs> oh, God. 
yeah. and he crushes. Does he have a key? The space jewel. He comes in the window. It that's looks like, like this time he's like floated in the song. window. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he crushes the jewel, and he's like, "All right, well, this will take care of Jimmy. He won't be. Um, he won't have his superpowers yeah. anymore because." He's... Does he then replace it with a fake jewel? Um, just a tic tac. Yeah, like, I... <laughs> just a tic tac. Which is a jerk move because Jimmy Olsen was like finding missiles for the U.S. government. Exactly. And people find their but but he's like, he might know that I'm Superman. Well, then maybe you should just tell him you're Clark Kent. Exactly. Then. He's your pal. It's exactly. so on the cover. He's you know, your best friend. Who is yeah. it? Pete Ross mm-hmm. knew that Superboy was Clark Kent. Yeah. What's Pete got that Jimmy doesn't? Frankly? Exactly. He doesn't have his own book. That's for dang sure. Exactly. There was no Superboy's pal, Pete Ross. Yeah. Oh, that's sort of really sad when you say it like that. There should have been. Yeah, they don't have him going to the malt shop, Mm-mm. arguing over he had girls. To be vice president in the nineties. Well, that's good. That was cool. He, yeah, he was Lex's vice president. Okay, so Jimmy Olsen then the next day walks to work and he's like, "That car won't hit me because I'm so lucky." <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to be so just a. S- What's the word? Is it presumptuous? Sure. Well, you can't tempt fate. You shouldn't be Don't like, tempt fate. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't be tempting fate so hard in being like, I'm just going to throw myself in front of this car. And what is your good luck that the car is going to swerve out of the way and hit another car and murder a family of nuns? Exactly. Like, what's, yeah. <laughs> Think and, about others, Jamil. And he then says, you know, that he hopes that his, that he, so I guess he predicts the weather and he says, um. It's going to be sunny. Apparently, his, uh, his. His um predicting that it would be a fair day today makes mm. the front page oh, wow. of the Daily Planet. Yeah, yeah. So like this is I mean, the it's not this like is there are thing. just plagues of criminals running around all the time. As or a anything. cub reporter, he gets the front page all the time. <laughs> well, maybe he was on the front page because it was like Jimmy Olsen gets something right, and that's the first time that ever happens. So everyone's really excited. I mean, it's happened before. Him. It happens all the time. It's just normally more interesting. Mm, sure, so. Sure. But Superman's like, I, I got to fix this. So he grabs a barrel of salt. Yeah, that he just had. And he goes into the clouds. Mm-hmm. He salts the clouds. And he salts the clouds because that's how you make rain. Okay. I've heard of seeding the clouds. <laughs> I have no idea of the science behind it. I've heard also that like it doesn't, I mean, obviously it doesn't work. He like have... it doesn't work that way because. But in 1950s comic book science, this is acceptable. Exactly. He could have heat visioned the cloud vapor and the liquid, right? Or something like that. Like, in some like super breath. He can control temperatures and stuff with his breath in his eyes. So he right. could have done something more sciencey. It's very possible. Than just hucking salt. But he decided <laughs> that in this case, he would, you know, hurl salt <laughs> into the clouds yeah. and creating a, um, a downpour. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well, I guess the, the luck has run out of my lucky turban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he decides that uh, he's not going to uh, to wear it anymore. So he gets rid of it. Good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go with your outfit ever. Right. Yeah. Right. He realizes. It like, bow tie. What's the deal? Yeah, I don't know. It was bow ties black with the yellow stripe down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's not red. It's not the traditional red mm-hmm. that you usually see. Okay. So he goes. Uh, so he figures I, I, I'm going to put I'm going to put away the turban. Mm. So he's like, hey, maybe maybe Superman isn't Clark Kent and. And so he figures out that he's going to, oh, he figures out he's going to do it by putting a little kryptonite in his typewriter. And so that when when Clark, so that when Clark types... If it's got kryptonite in it, he will he will fall. He'll prey. kill his best friend. Right, and the conveniently lead typewriter. What writing? As we all know, <laughs> writing happens. Superman. Yes. What? Superman made his typewriter out of lead. Oh my gosh! So that's so, that. So Jimmy comes to the conclusion once again that Clark Kent is not Superman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so um, so then he's like, oh, that's enough of this lucky turban. 
does he chuck it into a burning building? Is no. that what's happening? <laughs> no. So, so Jimmy sets the Daily Planet on fire in a rage. <laughs> he throws the, the turbine away. And then Superman later grabs him up and takes him on a mission. This is like one of the things that Superman does. Mm-hmm. He, he takes Jimmy on missions with him all the time. This um, panel's really amazing because it's a, just a burning building with people dying and stuff. And Jimmy's like, it's my lucky day. I'm back to being Superman's pal. And they're all like beaming and smiling. And he's, he's hurling this like this clearly mentally challenged young man into <laughs> a burning building. Well, he says, you know, that he's like, uh, he's, you know, Superman's like, okay, it's a fire. Everybody calm down. I'm Superman. Mm-hmm. I'll blow it out. And then Jimmy's like, a scoop for me. Hey, I am the luckiest boy in the world being Superman's pal. It's like pets being turned into ash and stuff. Right. And it says, the end. Oh, look, destruction <laughs> and mayhem. The end. This benefits me. It's a winner for me. Okay, and it's now amazing. we have Shorty. Now, Shorty is okay. one of the regular characters. All right. You will always, you know, Shorty is like his, and the thing is just like he's a short guy <laughs> that everybody that thinks is a kid. Okay. Or like not, I guess not serious. Do I these guys know. live in Metropolis? Shorty no. and no. Trixie? And how, you seem is, so sure. How do you know they don't live in Metropolis? It is, uh, it is never stated. How do you know? It could very well. Because I think that Superman or some sort of catastrophe would have showed up because it happens so very often. Oh, yeah, because it's a terrible place to live. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Maybe that's why the other guy is such a great... Trixie's a great stuntman because his whole life is a stunt because he lives in Metropolis. Right. So, Um, Yes. (laughs) You know, as in many superhero worlds, it's terrible to be a... um, The insurance industry is just wrecked all the time. Sure. Um, Okay, so Shorty. Shorty is here. He's working at the front desk of a hotel as children do and he said uh bill asked me to take over for him while he's at home with a cold and a guy goes and oh i don't think he actually works at the hotel okay he just squats there. <laughs> so he just he just so he, somebody said hey I, i'm not feeling well so why don't you go to the hotel and just you know tell them that you're taking my place mm-hmm. and so he the guy comes in and he says uh can you give me a room and a bath and the guy and the shorty says, I can give you a room, sir, but you'll have to take your own bath. I like it. I like it. It's comedy because it he's just revolves around baths. This this issue. <laughs> it is. Yes, that's two. <laughs> that's two of these one page gag gag comics that revolve around baths. That's where I used to read my comics. No joke. When in I was a kid, I used to like have a tray that you'd put across the top, and then I'd put my comics in them. And then if it got even a little bit wet, I would freak out with rage. <laughs> and I did it every single time I took a bath. Well, you know, you were tempting fate, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was trying to more just like stare at like fate. How you better come at me, right? Yeah, but it always happened. All right, so then we have a hundred toy soldiers. Mm-hmm. I love, but these. more important, oh my god! And then underneath, you can build your own cannon. Wait, I need this. That's so dangerous. You guys. I want to build my own cannon. It's just a dollar. What would there you do with it? There have been three gun ads in <laughs> one okay. issue, yeah. so build your own cannon isn't as dangerous as we've seen the ads. It's pretty intense. These are the... model. Oh, all right. <laughs> I want to build my own cannon. Right, I have a question about um, uh, sea monkeys. Are, okay. they re- are they really monkeys? Are, do they smile at me? Are they regal and majestic? No. <laughs> oh, man. Comic books lied to me. I'm they do? Oh. <laughs> You know, I they... have a friend who got sea monkeys when we were little, and they're they're just boring. Oh man, they're they're brine shrimp. That's they're so just gross. there. You Horrible. know, there were the ads that said, you know, you could win a teacup chihuahua. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and nobody got one. But I I looked in, I looked into nobody. it. I looked into it. It was actually totally a scam. <laughs> oh no. 
I like how you're sad for the people who tried. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's a lot of empathy. You're a good human being. And I I always loved this. Like this was like a this was a staple of comic book in comic book ads mm. probably up until like the nineteen eighties. Oh wow. That's why I sold one. Yeah. I totally wanted this. <laughs> that's but pretty never, cool. never had it. Uh, and now we have um, Stephen Credit Sales. This has been in actually every issue. Um, one of the other sort of major categories of things of comic book ads is um, cheap sales force. I recall like grit being a big sure. thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and like and, just selling stuff to your like mom's uh, like bummed out friends. And um, so this is one where you sell these popular patriotic and religious mottos. Now all of these are all religious. Yeah, there's nothing patriotic. There's nothing there. patriotic. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna guess that maybe the the patriotic ones are a little I don't know controversial. You know, like that's weird because wouldn't it be the opposite? Like, wh- aren't there more Americans reading this than there are people of one specific religion? They literally could have just said "God bless America." That that hits and both that targets. Was hit yeah. both targets yeah or goddamn everybody else <laughs> or maybe i mean stuff. maybe the patriotic ones are like better dead than red yeah <laughs> <laughs> these colors are bigoted right that's it right <laughs> or like yeah, like a, yeah like basically the stuff that you would get out of like soldier of fortune magazine yeah, yeah, i yeah. did just realize that the colors of the ad are the colors of the flag sure because they're red, white, it's and blue. It's taken 24 so episodes for me to figure that out. Wouldn't but... like every Superman fan be just generically pro-America? They're like the American way and stuff. Like, wouldn't that be like the thing to do for that company? You'd figure. You're like, mm-hmm. America rules. Go quick. Uh, mark, smiley face. So if you sell 25, you get to keep 250. <laughs> Basically, it's it's 10%. You sell them and uh, they're, they're 35 cents each. What if you sell them and just keep the money and not send it in? And then you get to keep all of the money. What if you don't sell any and then you owe them a bunch? of money they're like if you don't sell any we you owe us a thousand dollars but if you sell them all you get to keep 250 well you do it 40 at a time okay and there's there's they're like trading cards no they're these they're um, mottos that you frame and hang up in your home but yeah. like how, how big are they though i'm gonna guess that they're like paper size paper can be any size well like, like your standard like eight oh i got gotcha. paper i gotcha like teletype paper right <laughs> exactly so this is, uh, and but this has been a staple okay. in the Jimmy Olsen ad series. Uh, it just uh, almost every issue since, like, re- like since one of the, the early ones. ones. It's a book that's about and for young hustlers. I like that exactly. Oh man, Charles so Atlas. this is actually one of the first instances I've seen of Charles Atlas. This is pre leopard print. Um, yes, this is when he just had a tidy whitey speedo. Yeah, and it wasn't even a speedo. It's more like a boy leg short. <laughs> Those are so awesome. I used to love that. I, I wanted one of those so bad. The Charles Atlas like a guidebook about like how to be a stud. Well, there's um there's definitely like the last ones they always they always had these you got these five books on how to get like mighty arms and mighty chest and a mighty back. What's his thing? It's like dynamic tension. Yes. His, his thing was dynamic tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh the, and uh, they were very concerned this last group was with uh grips. Yeah. You had to have a mighty well, grip. Well, you know, as a teen boy, there's far things there's a few things more important than a mighty grip very true <laughs> so um it is the story that we all know guy gets uh, a, a, a scrawny kid gets uh his kick sand kicked in his face and then he goes home and wrecks his house 
and reads his uh, Charles Atlas and then becomes a He-Man and yeah. then, you know, confronts violence with violence. Yeah. Well, because and... I think El Palm can attest to the fact that all women love ultraviolence, right? So if a guy punches a guy in the mouth in front of you during an idyllic day at the beach, you're like, that is the man I'm going to marry. You you walk away from that situation <laughs> because people are too immature to settle things with words yeah. is what happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's then... a red flag for sure. The yeah. girl runs up to him and says, oh, Joe, you are a real He-Man after all. I love the way you oh, beat that guy with his violence. <laughs> and then there are two women in the background who's like, what a they man. Love, yeah. And he used to be so skinny. <laughs> this is what like yeah. ruined our entire gender for like a billion years. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the hey. big insult in this is, "Hey, skinny, your ribs are showing." <laughs> Put some muscle on there, and then hit a dude. Right. And it's like it's so like erotic with the Charles Atlas photo, and then it's like, but it's about to it's to get girls though, and like, right. You can get girls. Look like me. Yeah. It's clearly about a man impressing a man, too, because at first he gets made fun of, and then he goes back and shows them, but like they put girls in there, like, make sure that they look like they like girls still. Right. <laughs> yeah. Charles no, Atlas is amazing. They don't get into the uh, the, the subtext <laughs> <laughs> of the of, of the Charles Atlas ads. Yeah, there's. I mean, we all certainly can see it. It's so great. Did you guys ever read Flex Mentallo, the comic? No. They did a ver- they did a superhero of Charles Atlas. DC Comics did called Flex Flex Mentallo, and he was the hero of the beach. And whenever he flexed, that like hero halo right there appeared that said "What a man!" above his head, <laughs> and he like he would have adventures. Uh, and then Charles oh Atlas God. actually sued DC, and it went on a print for forever and then dc had to like buy the like just license the character elements and now he's in the gerard way doom patrol book as like their version of superman excellent but he's always talking about like dynamic tension and calling everyone skinny and stuff it's amazing oh god so okay so our final ad yeah it's our final um is for the junior sales club of america is this stuff legal to make a kid work like that? Do they, do they tax this stuff? How does this work? No, basically it's, um yeah, okay, so there are usually three types of things that you sell. Okay. One is greeting cards. Okay. Another is seeds. seeds. And then teacup chihuahuas. And then the third <laughs> no. is cloverine salve. What is that? <laughs> Hair? Is... It's something for your hair, supposedly? I'm, it's like pomade? I'm not exactly sure. It still exists. So theoretically, like we could buy it and just be like, what is this? That should be a whole episode, you guys. You should buy some of that and well, we, review it. Well, you see, okay, so in just a second, I'll talk about it. Um, so <laughs> we have, so basically, you go, you sell the cards, you sell them by the boxes, mm. you harass everybody you know. Yeah, all your dad's coworkers. All your dad's coworkers, <laughs> all your mom's friends. All your friends, of course, because this is a time when I guess we were selling, like people were just sending greeting cards all over the place. Well, it's before texting. Yep. Like um, but you can get a gun. Oh, yeah. These yeah. are the prizes. Wait, you wait, can wait, get wait, wait, three wait. guns. You <laughs> can get three different types of guns, an archery set, a weird looking sleeping bag. It's actually pretty interesting. These looking. are always my favorite. These are like, it's like a sleeping bag that has like a roof on it. Oh, cool. That so, I don't, I've never seen since. At that point, just stay at home. Right. I mean, that's just a house. It also um, has a tent and a, a trumpet and a watch and a camera. Let's see. There's a scroll saw. Uh, a squirrel saw? A scroll saw. Okay. Um, yes, different. a squirrel saw. <laughs> For like four. A badminton set. A uh, that's uh, I think that's a um, like a science kit. To build your own anthrax. Yes. Yeah. A telephone set. Um, Do you know what a telephone is, Elpom? Do you know what a telephone is? Yes, okay. I know what a okay, telephone is. <laughs> There's yeah. no I involved, so I don't know. 
a camping kit, uh, you know, basically chemistry set, like everything you want to get. So you model just... airplane, bow they and arrows. Don't have a real life pony with this one. What? One of them offers a real life pony, but right. then it died, and they can't offer it anymore. I guess. like a real dead pony now. I also don't see the. Uh, <laughs> I don't see the deep fat fryer. Well, the, uh, that was related <laughs> to the pony death. Well, after the pony died, they all yeah, had they deep fried deep it. Fried pony. Re- that's what you do if you respect it. <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay. Don't be wasteful. So <laughs> that concludes our issue. Well, this is the best time I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> that was an amazing comic. Thank you. Jimmy Olsen, number 24. I'm going to go get a back piece of that cover tattooed on me. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. As well you should. Um, just to let everybody know, um, I want to thank, first I want to thank Eric for coming of course, to the show. Of course. There's um, nothing I'd rather do. Good. <laughs> That's good to know for the future. <laughs> um, uh, we um, we also, I just want to let you know, uh, and I, I, I've changed it now. You've or, changed I'm, I'm, it I'm now. Gonna, anyway, so you it. don't know this. Maybe you don't know it's this. It's going to be changed. We are in the midst of a contest. Oh, wow. Okay. A contest that no one. Oh, can I win a gun? No, you cannot win a gun. I suggested that the prize be a gun. No, you get to win what is known what what I am calling the um the comic book um sales pack. Oh wow! Where you get a greeting card? Okay. Packet of seeds. A tin of cloverine salve. Oh man, that's what I'm in it for. That is on, um, you can find that on Amazon, actually. Ooh, that's the money. Um, Cloverine Salve. I will be buying two tins of Cloverine Salve, <laughs> one for myself. Um, a, a Stevens Credit Sales style um, plaque that okay. reads, uh, this robot is trained to smash <gasps> your camera. Oh, man. That's so cool. And an, an unofficial Jimmy Olsen bow tie. Oh, man. That as I'm made sew. by Ella Plumroll. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It'll be red. It'll be patterned. And Am I all, eligible as a guest? Now, this is- Is um, he eligible? Uh, <laughs> we can talk about it later. he's the only person who enters, he automatically wins. I'll, I can have a fake. I have 80 cousins, you guys. All of them all enter. <laughs> um, so um, so basically, all, all it's all based on a, an actual contest that okay. they had in- uh, The DC through, comic book. Right. Okay. It was, you have to come up with a new slogan- Oh, man. For- Jimmy Olsen. Oh man. Well, or for not DC for DC comics. comics. And it has to be fifteen words or less. Okay. And it has to be about promoting DC comics. Okay. Uh, is your contest for DC or for Jimmy Olsen? It's for DC. In okay, general. DC comics. Okay. Um, if you want to, if you want to include Jimmy Olsen, I think that's a smart bet. That listeners. would be great. Okay. And so, okay, so originally I had you entering by uh, emailing us. Okay. You should have a teletype. People have a teletype. <laughs> well, <laughs> does anyone even own a teletype at this point? I'm sure there are some crazy old dudes. There's, it's do. the new record player. Like, Illuminated right. parchment people. If you own a teletype. Right. You probably also have illuminated parchment. Right. We didn't have any 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 errors that record that required this, but we require anybody who wants to correct anything that we do mm. to write it in a parchment <laughs> that is heraldically correct. That's pretty pretty great. We you, have you it, no uh, prize, right? <laughs> if you can do that, just just send it. It has to be heraldically correct, and they have to just send it to us, and it has to start with the words "Well, actually," <laughs> uh, and um, so uh, it is. 15 words or less okay. about DC Comics. Okay. And you can email us okay. at um, Superman's Other Pals right. at gmail.com. I believe it is uh, Gary. No. Gary, what? 
No. It is, I'm sorry. Otherpalspod at gmail.com. Okay. Otherpalspod. Email us at otherpalspod at gmail.com. Okay. And now, if you um, if you want, you can you can Twitter us. What? You're on Twitter? At otherpalspod with the hashtag, because that's the way the kids do it. Don't you know that? No. Yeah, and teletype. They use the hashtag right. all the time. Yeah. They were the original. <laughs> that's when they used to call it just numbers. I don't know. <laughs> this is the pound sign. Right. Um, so, hashtag otherpalspod. Okay. 15 words or less. Hashtag otherpalspod. And tweet at you. And tweet at me. Okay. And so, and the, it is at otherpalspod. Mm-hmm. So. Is there a maximum number of entries? No. Okay. Cause I got a lot of time on my hands. Right. Saying. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. You can get it, especially the, the Twitter. You can certainly. I'm going to go to town on this. Get that started. Um, <laughs> and perhaps you can get some of your super friends. Yes. To, we to will come have out. a team up. Um, and that would be great. Yeah. Um, I'll let the, I'll let the word out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm going, I'm going to post it on my social media. Okay. I will retweet that on my teletype. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. So retweeting, um, teletyping, all of the things that I don't know how to do. So uh, do you do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Um, God bless America. Wasn't that what your sticker wanted to be? You wanted at the end for the patriotic sticker? Yes. Yeah. So that's what I want to say. Uh, Yeah. Listen to my podcast too. It is also rad. It It is is called Super Friends. It's on the Meltdown Network. Uh, My name is Eric Esquivel, and my all my stuff on social media on the teletype. It just said Eric M Esquivel. So it's E R I C M as in as in the mighty, and then Esquivel, which is E S Q U I V E L. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter and all that fun stuff. Much yes. like that guy uh, who I think he was married to Charo. No, that was Xavier. <laughs> that was Xavier Cugat. Um, no, the uh, the other sort of sixties. The composer. Band, yeah, the, the composer. Yeah, yeah. Juan Garcia Esquivel. Yes. Yeah, he made like other worlds, other sounds. And yes, stuff. he was awesome. Also, I have a new DC book coming out in March that'll be announced at Emerald City Comic Con. So look for my crazy name there, and I'm very excited. Yay! Excellent. Yay. Cool. And we'll all be we'll all be reading. Yay! Um, so, uh, do you do you have anything that you'd support like to your say? local roller derby? Exactly. Support yeah. your lo- local roller oh, derby. And thanks to Meltdown Comics for hosting us. Yes, Thank you. absolutely. Yeah. Thank yes. you very much, Mackenzie Mazel. Let us uh, join her in the room. The audio tech there. So yes, thank you. Very, Meltdown. A very special thanks to Mackenzie. It's Mackenzie Mazel. It is. It's like a it's like a Marvel comic character, like Peter Parker. It's Mackenzie okay. Mazel. I like that. So, um, special thanks to Mackenzie Mazel. If you have a moment and would like to do something nice, you could certainly rate us on the Apple Podcasts five stars. And mention like. how cool I was. As right. A guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Specifically. And then Specifically. subscribe to um our teletype. Subscribe to Superman's Other Pals mm-hmm. as well as Super Friends. Yeah. And I, I guess that's it. So until right. next week, yeah. uh, it's uh, Superman away. Away. <laughs>